Today, on Commitment to Truth. One of the greatest evidence I've seen in a local church is this, is that when someone needs help and then the church surrounds themselves around them and then their family sees the response of compassion from the church. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we begin a series titled, The Evidence. We regularly hear the word blessed being loosely used within the body of Christ. We even witness throughout the world people seemingly with no awareness of the goodness of God. But what does it really mean to be blessed? Or what does it mean to live a blessed life? This sermon series will teach us how to become aware of the evidence of blessing and to safeguard the evidence in order to live a blessed life in Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. So there may be seasons in your life that you, you're just not bearing fruit and or you're not that kind of pure. So therefore he comes in and to, as a vine dresser and just to make you what? Pure. And we all have seasons like that that there's this pruning that is necessary to be fit to bear fruit. But then it goes on to say, free from corrupt desires. And that's always tension on the side of heaven. It's free from sin and guilt. Sincerely genuine. And that's probably where the rubber meets the road in Christianity today. Are you really, really legit? Not asking you to be perfect, but are you genuine? Are you the real deal? To be blameless, innocent, unstained with the guilt of anything. How can someone be unstained with the guilt of anything? Well, it's because when it happens, you deal with it. You don't just let it stay. To stay. You follow me? Yeah, when I was a kid... Didn't have much, but what we sure did have was a lot of patches and a lot of dye. A lot of dye. You follow what I'm saying? In other words, it's like, oh, shucks, those jeans. Well, back then, faded jeans wasn't in, right? So it's like, well, the jeans are fading, so mama would go get some blue dye. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It just let that thing sit overnight in a little tub, and that, that newness comes back. Right? And you trick your friends and they think that, oh, guess what? You got some new jeans. No, my mama just stained them. And I won't tell you she stained them. <laughs> right? So, so that's kind of like us. It's like, yeah, what are we doing? Are we being stained by the blood of Jesus? Are we being stained by the guilt of sin? Our purity of heart suggests that there's nothing within us that can ever hinder our experience with God. Is that God, yeah, I'm a sinner, but I've corrected that. Yeah, I know I got a problem with that guy, my brother, but I'm going to fix that. I know, you know, that sister is like, just something, I don't know, we don't really get along. Fix it. Well, you know, I just keep slipping up over and over again, you know. But, you know, he's just so good looking and handsome. 
you know, when this, he walks by me, his cologne just... I'm like Pepe Le Pew. I'm dating myself. If you know what Pepe Le Pew is, Google that. You know, and 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 you know, and it's just I'm just so captivated by. Oh. And then you just you find yourself staying by sin again. Deal with it. If he doesn't love Jesus, he haven't asked you to marry him. See ya. Just as quick as that. There's no obligation. Trust me. To me, this is synonymous with David, King David. We know that he was a murderer, adulterer, murderer, premeditated murderer. We know he had pride numbers men, numbered his men. Those are one of his three like major sins that were noted in scriptures. But yet, at the end of the day, God said he's a man after God's own heart. At the end of the day, you know why Israel is not destroyed? It's because of the promises of God. And he also says, because of my servant David. Can you imagine if God says that about you and I? That, you know, because of you, John, Larry, Sarah, Cedric, Mary, Sue, that you know what? Because of you, Cedric and Lisa, I'm going to take care of your children. Because you chose to deal with things it's going to reverberate into children yet unborn. That's how deep it is. Don't worry about other people dealing with their sin or not. Make sure you're clean. And that's why he says he's coming back for a church that is without spot or blemish. He didn't say he's coming back for a perfect church. He's coming back for a church that all of their undergarments are clean. When nobody else sees that bride who has purchased new gar- undergarments, right, ready for her wedding day, that nobody else sees but what? Her, his husband. Her husband. No, her husband. You know? You know, that, that purity is like, no, no, no. This, I am so clean that nobody else sees but, who sees, is going to see this but him. And that's what I believe God wants for all of us. Like, no, you know those places that nobody else knows about but me? Meaning, God, I need you to manage those, Cedric. You see, you can put on a show and be like, okay, well, yeah, all this other outward stuff that everybody else sees and everybody will say, oh, great job, great job. But yet that silent issue of the heart that all of us have, how are you managing that? Right, because those silent things are the things that can prevent you and I from seeing God. So I always like to kind of like flip the coin over. You know, he says to us, blessed are those who are pure in heart for they shall see God. Well, God, if I'm not seeing you, I must not be pure in heart. Are you seeing God in your life today? Are you, can you tangibly see the hand of God in your life? That's the question. Am I, do I have this distant relationship with him or not? 
you know, am I hearing his voice clearly? Or is it kind of spotty right now? Now, again, I don't want to guilt you here because here's the reality. We all hit those seasons. We all hit those seasons like, well, where's God today? Well, caution, caution, you follow me? Caution, caution, caution. Oh, God, all right, maybe I need to spend some time with you and clear some things up. Because you're seeming far off, and your word says that you're not a God that is far off. What then do I need to deal with in my heart to fix this? And that's why you go deeper. So, so purity many times is displayed to the world as the evidence, and it comes through encouraging one another. Because there's times that God wants you to be the evidence of himself to other people and encourage each other. And listen, we're going to read it in Hebrews, one of the greatest, deep, uh, uh, greatest, I guess, things that helped, or not helped, but hindered the church from really seeing God at work was the residue of COVID. You can't tell me that you saw God work at home by yourself. That's... (laughs) God's moving. Yeah, right. Let's be real. If we're all real, we were all stuck on stupid. Right? I mean, you, now that some of you are we're coming out of it, you realize, that, dang, where in the world was my head and my heart? Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Influencing your world. Have you ever wondered why you were born where you were born? Why this family? Why this particular community? Why this part of the world? Why do I have these friends? Why this school at this time? Why this church? It's simple. God, through His sovereign wisdom, He knows precisely what you need to fulfill His purposes in you for His glory. You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. We're all in a fog. When I say we, the body of Christ. And that's why if you read this, It says in Hebrews 10, verses 21 through 25, it says, Since we have a great priest over the house of God, meaning Jesus, let us approach God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold firmly to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds, not abandoning our own meeting together, as is the habit of some people. But encourage one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. So so think about this. COVID, all the racial tension, all the political, that is symbolic of the day drawing near. And what do we do? Man, it was probably one of the most discouraging seasons ever in the history of the church. We see it, we recognize it, let's fix it. Believe it or not, 
fellowshipping. Thank God for video. Thank God for all that stuff. You know, YouTube, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It allowed the world to become really small. But it doesn't take the place of being here. Doesn't take the place of being encouraged by a real smile, not a smile through the TV or computer screen. Does not take the place of a person raising their hand versus a little, what do you call it, emoji hand or something like that? <laughs> right? I mean, it doesn't take the place of body language and, and, and what people are really, really thinking. And feel. It doesn't take the place of that. It was not meant to take the place of that. Because coexisting together provides the, the encouragement that we need to maintain a pure heart. Let's be real. We're in our home by ourselves. Eh, sometimes it's not that pure. When we're sharpening ourselves, you understand what I'm saying? Versus iron sharpening iron. Uh, we don't, we're not that sharp. But this purity is enabled through the word of God because James chapter 1, verse 21 through 25 says this, therefore, ridding ourselves of all filthiness and all the remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. Receive the word. It's able to save you. But prove yourselves to be doers of the word and not just hearers who deceive themselves. And we skip to verse 25. It says, but one who has looked intently at the perfect law, the law of freedom, and has continued in it, in it not having become a forgetful hearer, but an active doer. Listen to what this says, church. This person will be blessed in, I like the King James Version with that. It says, whatever. He does. Then there's purity through service. We have a ministry called the least of these. This kind of fits this description. It says in verse 27a, pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God is not preaching. Just for the record. But it's this, in the sight of God and the Father, is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress. You can kind of say this, pure and undefiled religion is do the dirty work. Do the work that nobody else wants to do. Purity also avoids the world because James 1.27 continues to say this, and to keep himself, or to keep oneself unstained by the world. Says so that there's this doing, but then there's this refraining. This doing and this refraining from the world. And then Timothy uh, goes on to, 2 Timothy uh, ends with this. It says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, and he will be in vessel of honor, Sanctify, useful to the master, prepare for every good work. 
Now flee from your youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the name of the Lord from a pure heart. But refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome. In other words, purity of heart and pure people ain't about rifts and always not liking people and quarreling over something. But refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. The Lord's bondservant must be quarrel, not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, skillful in teaching, patient when wronged, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. With gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the, the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Sometimes I like to say this to people. You don't always have to win. It's okay to lose. Because many times when we lose, Jesus wins. You see, when there's purity of heart, then we're able to see God, church. This word see means this, to see with the eyes, to see with your mind, and to become acquainted with by experience. When was the last time you seen God with your eyes, saw him with your mind, and truly experienced him? It begins with a pure heart. Let me end with this. There was this uh, famous violinist. His name was Fritz Kreisler. He was an Austrian-born American violinist and composer. He was, most noted, uh, he was the most noted master violinist of his day. He was regarded, believe it or not, one of the greatest violinists, it says, of all times. So one day, he was sailing from Hamburg, Germany, to uh, a concert in London, England. And he wandered in, he had some extra time, so he wandered into this music shop, in which I think all musicians do, you know, looking at the other instruments. And then there was this other customer that walked in and noticed his violin that he was carrying. And then he asked uh, uh, this famous violinist, uh, can he see his violin that he was carrying? So unbeknownst to uh, Fritz, he, he turns his back and this, this person runs off with his violin. But even more to his surprise, he comes back with two policemen and said, that's the guy who stole Fritz Chrysler's violin. And Fritz was like, no, this is my violin. I'm, I'm Fritz. I'm Fritz. And like, no, you're not. You're going to have to come down to the police station uh, because you stole this famous violinist um, um, violin. But Fritz didn't have enough time, of course, to go down because his, his, his boat was about to sail off. So he, he grabs a violin. He said, this is what I'll do. He said, let me play. So he starts playing one of his most famous pieces. And he said, oh, oh, you are Mr. Fritz. He said, one of the biggest problems, of course, in the church today is that we 
there is not that evidence and proof that we are who we say we are. You see, the policeman simply said this to Fritz Chrysler. He says, or Fritz said to this first, are you now satisfied? He says, we are satisfied. So therefore, the biggest problem I think in, in all of our lives is your family satisfied? Are your friends satisfied? Is the world satisfied with our ability to play? You know, when they see us perform, when they see us play, can they somehow distinguish that no, you are who you say you are? We have to be men and women of the cross that ultimately when our lives are played, right, that they say, oh, no, no, you, you are the real deal. You are a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm satisfied. Hello, this is Cedric Brown, your teacher on Commitment to Truth. I would like to personally thank you so much for tuning in week after week to listen here on this station. My prayer is that our time together is encouraging and strengthening you in your personal walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, I'm not going to assume that all of you know this Christ that I speak about week after week. And if you don't, and this is you, my prayer is that you are being inspired to know him personally through commitment to truth. But if you want to invite this Christ into your life right now, would you like to please pray with me? It's just a short prayer. It goes like this. Just say, Jesus, I acknowledge today that I am a sinner and I've sinned against you. But I believe that you came to die for me. You were buried for me and you rose again from the grave just for me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and my risen Savior. And I surrender my life completely to you until I see you face to face. Jesus, would you, would you please empower me through your Holy Spirit to live the rest of my life for your glory and for the good of others. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. So if you pray this prayer, or if you need help finding a local Christ-centered and Bible-teaching church, please email me at info at commitmenttotruth.org. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. And lastly today, could you please do two things for me, all of you? Number one, could you spread the word about commitment to truth to your friends, your family, and even your enemies? We all could learn, right? And secondly, please email me at info at commitment to truth to let me know how this ministry is impacting your life. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. I would love to hear from you. May God bless you and your family and have a great day. Thank you again for listening to our series, The Evidence, from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Through this series, we hope you are encouraged and aware of how to live a blessed life in Christ. 
If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.